Hey friends, super excited to have you joining us on this podcast episode. Just wanted to let you know about a really exciting opportunity we have. It's called the homesteadopenhouse.com. It's a virtual open house of people's homesteads from all over the world. Switzerland, Australia, Israel, all over the United States, British Columbia. We've gathered 26 different homesteaders to go through, give us little 15-minute clips of what's working on their homestead. Some of them are doing multiple, some are doing just one or two. Everything from alternative energy to black soldier flies to gardening and regenerative agriculture, everything in between. Um, would love to have, have you join us. It's the homesteadopenhouse.com. It's just $9 to join. Uh, it starts March 14th through the 17th. We'll have a live Q&A on the 17th. But yeah, join us and uh, enjoy this new episode. Thank you. I don't necessarily want to step on any toes because, again, I think that there can be really positive things in a public school yeah, setting. Sure, for sure. But at the same time, I think that kids can easily get the message that there's something wrong with them because they can't thrive. Mm. You know, like, I mean, I think about the whole and, and what I did as a teacher not knowing, like I said, I would <laughs> right. be a different teacher right now, yeah. you know, but I think, you know, now we're able to like, as a, as a parent, I have three boys and two girls. I'm able to see my kids learning styles. they take breaks as we right. need to, you know, do these kinds of things, learn based on their interests. And I, that's just kind of what I'm really passionate about now as a homeschooling parent. Welcome to the Schoolhouse Life Podcast, where we believe that life is a schoolhouse. Totally. We're super dorks with a passion for sharing our love of homeschooling, homesteading, natural health care, plant medicines, natural childbirth, healthy eating, meditation, creative endeavors, overall self-sufficiency for the whole family. Oh, and don't forget self-development and spirituality. Oh, of course. Key players. We hope you'll be inspired to do things you haven't, try things that could make your life better, and mostly we want to encourage you to never stop learning and let your life be a schoolhouse too. Hey friends, it's me, Lacey. I am so excited to be here today with my friend, Lisa Burns, who is an internet star. She owns and operates and is the brains behind This Pilgrim Life on Instagram. She has an amazing blog. She's constantly inspiring people to kind of just do their own thing at home, kind of with the homeschooling, but also with like cooking. And she's just a master of all trades. So I'm really excited to be talking with her. She's going to share some bits and wisdom about what she's got going on and all the tools that she has to kind of help folks. She's written a cookbook. She is, she's just incredible. So Lisa. Hi, Lacey. Hi. I'm so excited to have you here. We were just talking about something new that she has coming, that she's got going on. Her and her husband are working on, and I can't wait to talk about it. But before we get into those things, I want her to start back at the beginning of her life. Oh my. <laughs> Day one. <laughs> no. It's only like 22 years ago. It won't take long. What? You liar. <laughs> she has five kids. That's physically not possible. But I want you to just tell us a little bit about your childhood, which I only know a little bit, so I'm actually a little excited. And when we talk to homeschoolers especially, I want you to talk about your educational experience and what that looked like and maybe a little bit how that led to you deciding to be a homeschool family. Wow, I'll just go ahead and open up that can of worms there, Lacey. <laughs> okay, so my childhood, I grew up in Georgia. I just, I had a very traditional childhood as far as like, public school we I have four brothers mm -hmm. I mean honestly I guess my 
there's there's aspects of my childhood that are maybe less traditional. Mm. Um, so I have four brothers, but they're all half brothers. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them weren't around for a lot of my childhood. But actually my brothers and my relationship with my brothers really helped me just kind of be the deciding factor for homeschooling mm. in a large part because I saw how intelligent and capable my brothers were, mm. but how they did not thrive at all in the public school mm. setting. Right. They just, they did not fit that mold. Mm. And because of that, it really affected them. Two of my brothers ended up dropping out of high school. Oh, wow. And one of them has become incredibly successful. He started his own company. A couple of times. Um, so, you know, he's he was capable, he was intelligent and just, but he didn't fit the mold and he didn't have the kind of support that I know is available in public school. But at the same time, just the way that it's structured doesn't always cater to boys, especially mm. girls too, but yeah, just the energy and things like that of boys. So mm -hmm. As far as me and like, I was very much a don't rock the boat kind of child. Mm. I never got in trouble. I did well in school. So my public school life was great. You know, mm -hmm. I got you all did, A's. You, did I, this, you followed the structure. <laughs> I fit the mold, yeah. you know, and, and I thrive. But at the same time now as a mom, and I actually was a public school teacher for three years. I didn't even know that. You didn't know that? I didn't know that. That's crazy. I taught fourth and fifth grade. Did you? I oh did. And now, like, I would be a different teacher now having had children than I was then. But um, you had, I mean, so you got a degree in I got a degree in elementary, elementary education. Wow. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. That's so funny. How did I not know that? Anyway. Yeah, so funny. <laughs> and I loved being a teacher. I really did. But having my own children, I absolutely love the freedom and flexibility that homeschooling brings. Yeah. We can set our own schedule, set our own routine. My boys can spend time building fires and whittling yeah. and doing all these kinds of things. And I, I, I don't necessarily want to step on any toes because again, I think that there can be really positive things in a public school yeah, setting. Sure, for sure. But at the same time, I think that kids can easily get the message that there's something wrong with them because they can't thrive. Mm. You know, like, I mean, I think about the whole, and, and what I did as a teacher, not knowing, like I said, I would <laughs> right. be a different teacher right now, yeah. you know, but I think, you know, now we're able to like, as a, as a parent, I have three boys and two girls. I'm able to see my kids learning styles. They're, you know, take breaks as we right. need to, you know, do these kinds of things, learn based on their interests and I, that's just kind of what I'm really passionate about now as a homeschooling parent. I love that. I think one of the things that was sort of shocking to me is how different each of my children is, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you think genetically, oh, okay, they're going to have similar interests. They're going to have similar talents. They're going to, you know, like they'll, everything will just be a breeze. I'll figure out what my first kid is going to do. And we'll just keep doing that with all the kids. And that is, I feel like I learned that lesson from kid number two, even yeah, just how absolutely. they slept. Oh, yes. Isn't that funny? Like from yeah. the very first weeks, I'm like, this child yes. is different, different than my first child. And once I learned to let that go and yeah. let them be their own baby, then right. it was a lot easier. Yeah. And, you know, we have five kids. We learned with our fourth child a great deal. Yeah. Like, you know, you think you've, you've got it down and then you get the wild card and you're like, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing with this one, you know, but 
Yeah. So um, maybe some of you can relate to that. I know yeah. I can for sure. I mean, all, you know, all the kids are great. And actually, I think one of the things that's funny about the oddball kids is they usually are the most fun in the end. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, no offense to the rest of the kids. They're all great. What am I saying? But it is interesting how I different think you they build can be. a You build a special connection with them. From mm-hmm. my experience, we, we just we have a special connection because it was so hard. Yeah, for a while, and we've come through, kind of come through the fire, (laughs) and we've been refined, Mm. and yeah, you just—it's special. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so all of that said, what do you? What would you say about what kind of maybe methods that you subscribe to in terms of your homeschooling days? Well, we are, you know, I I actually just listened to one of your earlier podcasts today with Betsy. Mm. And I like how she put it. Like, we really like Charlotte Mason's principles and philosophies. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not necessarily a purist. Mm. So we, you know, we immerse ourselves in a lot of books Mm. in a lot of different forms, a lot of family read alouds, a lot of audio books and things like that. And then just a, a great deal of time outdoors. Yeah. My kids have always really loved being outside, which I think, you know, they get from me to a degree, but also their dad is very outdoorsy. Yeah. And so that's always been a a major element of it. And then really just, I, um, I'm a very, I I could say it on a positive note. I'm a very flexible person (laughs) on the flip side. I don't necessarily stick to schedules and routines very well. That would be the, you know, the, I could work on that. But we, you know, we stay, we stay flexible. Every day doesn't have to look like the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can it follow the lead of the interest of the children? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot to, especially, I think, you know, you would probably agree with this. When you have a lot of kids, you just, in order to keep things going in the home, you have to involve them in what you're doing. Mm. So just a lot of like kids in the kitchen cooking, a lot of working on projects with dad, a lot mm. of cleaning, you know, it's just, it's necessary because I cannot do it all. Right. Absolutely. Including the kids and all of those things, I think is one of the most important elements of homeschooling actually. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up because that hasn't come up in a lot of the things that we've talked about. But one of the things that I think that public schoolers miss, and I think maybe I missed, and I know my husband missed out on, are those opportunities to be a help around the house, which I think teaches children about their role in their family and how important that is. And so, yeah, that's a big important thing that you just mentioned, I think. Okay, so now moving on. Lisa also, she I mentioned this this Pilgrim Life, which if you don't follow her on Instagram, you should. She constantly has really, really great inspiration and ideas and recipes and all kinds of things. She has a recipe book for the Instant Pot, which is an amazing kitchen tool that I'm not going to lay claim to or anything, but I definitely <laughs> am the one who told her about it. <laughs> Lacey, I would, not, I would not be here today. That's right. Yes, thank you. I would not be the success I am if Lacey had not told me in the swimming pool that right. I, I need to get an Instant Pot. <laughs> I had no idea what was going to come from that conversation, but I'm really thankful that she uh, dove in because it's helped me a lot with my Instant Pot. But anyway, she also is working on something new that I'm really excited about. She was just telling me about this. I didn't know. I don't know how I missed this, but that she's doing with her husband, which I think is super fun. So Lisa, tell us about this new project that you're doing. Okay. So back in the day, you know, back when I first got my Instant Pot, One of the things that really helped grow my blog, in addition to the general success of the Instant Pot, was starting to do live cooking demonstrations. Mm. So a couple of years ago, maybe even three or four years ago, I I did regular live cooking videos on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And 
people loved it. It was just a really great way to connect with people and to, you know, demonstrate recipes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, start to finish. Mm -hmm. But in the past year or two, I've really had to step away from that because of in, in one way, just like some things that were going on in our lives, but then also the ages of my kids. Mm. My last two kids are really close together and it was not conducive to live filming. <laughs> it definitely keeps you on your toes. <laughs> it, it would not have been helpful filming. It might have been humorous or entertaining, but it would not have been helpful. Mm -hmm. So we had to take a break for about a year and a half or so. And I still have people, had people asking me all the time when we were going to bring back the live cooking Aww. videos. Yeah. So it was also something that I really enjoyed. So I talked to my husband about it and we decided to bring them back, but bring them back on a regular basis and bring them back together. I love that. Because my husband is just incredibly entertaining. He so is so silly. He's really silly. <laughs> he's fun to be around. He is. Yeah. But he also is a wealth of knowledge. Anytime we do these videos, I'll like just look at him and be like, I didn't know you knew that. Or <laughs> wow, like that was really well explained. So basically we have a cooking show every Thursday night at 6.30, which is more like 6.45, <laughs> but it's called Supper Shenanigans. And you can watch it from Instagram or Facebook. You can join us live, which is fun, or just watch the videos. Like you can go back and watch the ones that we've already that. done. And we just show you how to make different things. like. One week we showed how to make ravioli and oh see so Lisa is a, a noodle making queen. She makes pasta. I love which I've pasta. never done. I still haven't done it. And the kids are like they're aching to try it. So we have to do it. We'll watch the ravioli video. I yeah. Because ricotta is like my love language. So <laughs> Well, yep, it was ricotta with artichokes oh. and sausage. It was really, really good. Uh, we had a pizza night one week. Jeff told showed us how to make the perfect pan fried ribeye. Oh yeah, that was really good. Yeah. And then last night we had burger night. Oh, um, fun. We made my tastiest um, easy sliders, mm. and then we made coleslaw and carrot fries and onion rings. Oh and my goodness, mayo and ranch. It was. It was yeah. very much like a go big or go home kind of situation, <laughs> but it was just so much fun. Yeah. Yum. Oh, I love that. And I love the idea of you two doing that together because you two are very entertaining together. So regardless of what you're making, <laughs> it'll be it fun. Is, it is shenanigans <laughs> very much. Yay. Okay. So that's really exciting. So Thursdays, you said at mm -hmm. 830 is oh, that what you said? goodness, no. Uh, so this is our dinner. Like, we're literally oh, you're cooking our dinner. dinner. Oh, okay, no, 6.30. So we we <laughs> tell the kids to go occupy themselves. And at 6.30, we set up our phones, and we do it live on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so, so that's Eastern time. If you're not in the on the East Coast, then it's going to be different. But Yeah, um, and you can yeah. find – we. I have a page set up on my blog. It's thispilgrimlife.com slash supper dash shenanigans. Okay, <laughs> shenanigans. And, it and has all you might need to Google episodes. how you spell shenanigans yeah. just to be just, sure. About it. Just sound it out phonetically. <laughs> okay, shenanigans. Shenanigans. Okay. Awesome. All right. Well, Lisa, I have one last question for you, actually. And that is, so I, I find that most people have something in their lives they do as a regular part of it that just kind of keeps them sane, keeps things calm. And in homeschooling life, I feel like there's definitely something that most families kind of go back to when everything is chaos or maybe everybody's in a bad mood or whatever things get derailed 
and that happens often. What do you do in those cases? What is something that you kind of use to calm the seas? Just to kind of like recenter our family? Yeah, or even just keep yourself sane, whatever. Oh, those are two different. <laughs> Give those, us both. Can't be now I'm reasons. curious. I think um, sharing books together is probably, I would say sharing books or going outside, um, you know, depending on the setting or the opportunity, like going on a hike together mm. or um, even just going. We have a couple of spots in our yard where we can build fires and sit around the fire, uh, which is really something that my family all oh the kids love it and i will tell you lisa introduced her kids to building fires probably long before most people are comfortable doing that but i think it actually is one of those things where when you can build fires you feel pretty confident right like and i think that can translate into all the different aspects of your life so i really think that it was a brilliant move on her part oh it's (laughs) it's wonderful my 10 year old built us a fire in the fireplace yesterday because yeah i was just like jack can you build us a fire and he's he's very capable and confident. And of course, all of this was gradual. My kids up to this point, they've been given pocket knives at seven. We teach them how to use them safely. But last, you know, last year we're home a lot more. My older boys, 10 and nine, spent so much time around the fire, you know, during the (laughs) spring and summer. And they would like, Jack would come in and ask if he could cook dinner cook his lunch over the fire like oh my goodness there it was a lot of just you know just being and you know for jack that's like can i make steak and peppers and potatoes like he's not like i'm gonna go skewer a hot dog he's the boy has expensive taste so i would say like reading a book together yeah james harriet robert Mm. rourke the mm. Hobbit, you know, these kinds of things we've all, my husband will read it. That's, it definitely keeps us, brings us together. Good. Yeah. That's a good answer. I think reading is always like, everybody can be crazy. It's and if I start awesome. reading out loud, then everybody just gets quiet. Exactly. <laughs> it's really nice. Exactly. <laughs> uh, what about for yourself? Cause now I want to know what you do for yourself personally. Well, I think a lot of people find this who who know me, um, not just like strangers, would not find this surprising. But if you know me or you see me on Instagram or something, a lot of people are surprised to find that I'm an introvert. But if I need, like if I am feeling drained or something like that, I, I honestly just need to get away. And that can be in my bedroom. It could be <laughs> right. to a used bookstore. Yes. I just remodeled my husband's old office is now my she shed. I love it. So I will go down there, but I just, I mean, just an hour of quiet Mm. makes a world of difference for me. And I can tell when I need it. Yeah. And mostly probably your kids can too. So can my family. So they're like, it's okay. Go away. Go away. We will be fine. You'll come back a happier mom. Oh, yes. It's true. I think that we sometimes think we just need to, you know, bite our lip and move through it. But that actually isn't the best thing for everyone. So I love it. Thank you, Lisa. Very Mm -hmm. good. All right, everyone. I just want to say one more time, make sure you're checking out everything Lisa's doing online. Get her cookbook. Check out the supper shenanigans. Yes. And just have fun with Lisa. She's nothing but joy and and always offering some light and encouragement. So thank you, Lacey. I hope you all enjoyed this. And Lisa, thanks for being on here with me. Well, thanks for asking me. It was so much fun. Yeah, it was. All right. Bye, all. Bye. Before you go, thank you so much for listening today. I did want to let you know about some things that we have going on. So first, we have a few events happening at the farm 
in the schoolhouse or around the schoolhouse that I wanted to make sure you were aware of. Um, first upcoming on March 7th, we are inviting folks out to do a mushroom log workshop. And we would love for you to join us for that. We're going to be plugging mushroom logs. Each person who registers gets two, one with reishi, one with shiitake. We're really, really excited to spend this time together outside and um, just be getting our hands dirty and, and everybody gets to take these logs home and start growing mushrooms on their own homestead. Uh, we also have forest school coming up for families and that'll be on the third Thursday of every month in the morning at 10.30. Um, we would love to invite you out to that. All of these are available on our website if you want to check out our website and find the links. And then lastly, I just wanted to remind you that the Academy will include all of these things. So if you sign up for the Schoolhouse Academy, which Drew mentioned at the beginning of our call today, um, we will include these or at a discount, the, the fees for these and the um, or discount for any of our events at the Schoolhouse. Um, and lastly, even if you're not close by, this is something that you can participate in as the Homestead Open House is coming up in March. And we couldn't be more excited about this. And uh, it's just going to be a really great opportunity for people people to see what other folks have going on and learn new things that they can incorporate into their own systems and just maximize their efforts. So uh, another thing that will be included if you're a member of the Academy or of the flock, but um, watch for registration information to come down the pipeline. And we can't wait to share um, the amazing and incredible farmers that are signed up and ready to bring you their best.